Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. In 2017, Health Union launched SkinCancer.net. As with all Health Union ecosystems, SkinCancer.net provides a safe place for patients and their families to learn and connect with each other and with healthcare professionals. One of our amazing advocates on the site is Judy Cloud. I kind of wanted to begin with Skin Cancer, the, the community, because that's when I realized that I wasn't so alone in having skin cancer. Oh, that's great. So what would you say makes SkinCancer.net different than other sites? I think it's the people, and it's not just fact-focused. You don't go to the site to, I mean, while you can go to the site to learn information, and people do, and they should, it's not just strictly black and white, you know, facts, statistics, et cetera. There's a very human side to SkinCancer.net that I absolutely love. And can you describe what your role is with SkinCancer.net? Yes. Um, When I got a call from Marsha from SkinCancer.net, actually from Health Union, she told me she was interested in having me be a writer on Skin Cancer. And she also mentioned being a moderator on the website that was launched. And I said, I actually would be interested in doing both things. So when the mood strikes, I write articles, um, usually about how skin skin cancer affects me personally. Sometimes fact-related, but a lot of times more of the emotional side. And then I do quite a bit of moderating on the site which is just interacting with people who comment on posts or they have questions or they're looking for information or they're looking to vent. And I respond to those posts. Even when I'm not moderating or writing, I will go to the site and read the posts and read the comments because even though I've had skin cancer for way too many years, there's still so much to learn about skin cancer and SkinCancer.net is informative to me in that way. I'm still learning about skin cancer. Wow, that's great. And what impact would you say skin cancer, being a part of the community, has had on you? It's huge. Um, I briefly mentioned that I think, and I've said this before, and in fact I'm in the middle of writing an article on it, that skin cancer is a really lonely cancer and that too many people don't even know what it is or don't give it another thought unless it happens to them. And if I say I have skin cancer, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's no big deal. It's not a real cancer. And if you go to the doctor and have a skin cancer place treated, sometimes you'll just get it taken off and you're sent on your way. And most of the time, that's it. There's no additional information. There's no support group like with other cancers, and sometimes you're even going to get scolded for having done this to yourself. Mm. Like, well, you know, you stayed out in the sun far too long, and you've had too much sun exposure. You should have never gone to the tanning bed. And it's just a very lonely cancer. 
And once I became part of the community for SkinCancer.net, I realized there's a whole world of people out there who feel the exact same way that I do. Judy has been dealing with skin cancer for over 20 years. I was actually shocked to find out that I had skin cancer. I had a tiny area on my face right under my eye that would bleed and scab over and it would never heal. It went on for probably a couple months and just it was always there. So I scheduled an appointment with my dad's dermatologist to see what it was and I went in to see him and he looked at it and very bluntly said you have cancer and I'm going to do radiation on your face and I just I was taken aback because first of all I was I'm just to hear like that you have cancer once again if you have a different kind of cancer I'm pretty sure you're not going to get told like that Um, there's going to be more of a human side to telling more sympathy more empathy Mm. But I was shocked, first of all, that I had cancer, and second of all, thinking that he wants to do radiation right under my eye, and that was not sitting very well with me. So I told the doctor I was going to get back with him, and I went and did my own research, and I talked to one of my coworkers who said he had a good friend who was a plastic surgeon, and he thought I should go see him for a second opinion. And I did go see him, and he said, no, you do not want to do radiation in that area. And the doctor probably suggested that because it's a really delicate area to do a surgery on. But he did it, um, did a wonderful job. I was cut down my face, right under my eye, down to probably the bottom of my nose. It looks like a J. How he has, that's how much he had to cut to get that tiny little area out. And I remember taking off the bandage after I got home. And I said, oh, my gosh, he just cut a J in my face. And it was just the the looking at it was awful. But he told me, my doctor told me that a tiny little area of skin cancer on the outside could be the size of a silver dollar under your skin, which I had no idea. I didn't know anything about skin cancer at that point. And I didn't realize how big it could be under the skin. And from, he was my, the plastic surgeon was my doctor, treated me for skin cancer for the next 20 years until he retired in 2015. Mm-hmm. But th- that was how it all started, was back oh. in 95 with a small little area. It sounds like it's almost like an iceberg. Like you could just see, you may only see a tip of it at the top, but it could be huge underneath. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it can grow and it can wrap around nerves. I had that in my surgery in 2015. I have numbness in my forehead and on my scalp and next to my mouth because the skin cancer had grown around nerves. And my doctor told me he had to move those nerves to get the cancer out and that he didn't know if I'd ever have feeling again. He said it could take a while to come back, it could take a long time to come back, or I could maybe never get it back. And it's been almost two years, well, almost three years since the surgery, and I'm pretty sure it's permanent numbness. Wow. Can, does, has it changed how you can move your face at all, or is it just mostly the, the touch? Um, in the beginning it did. I couldn't smile, and I noticed it a lot 
when it's cold outside, it's actually a little bit painful. It's kind of like a tingly, odd feeling. And mm. um, brushing my hair still feels really weird because there's part of my scalp that I can't feel, but I'm brushing my hair. It's, it, thankfully, now I'm pretty much, I mean, it hasn't affected permanently how I look or how I smile or how I talk or how I eat, but for a good long while it did. Wow. And you've had several surgeries and and other procedures where they're burning things off on your face. That, mm-hmm. that since it's like what we share with the world, it just seems like it would have such a huge emotional impact. It does. Um I when I posted photos of my surgery and recovery, I did it privately at first just for my friends on my Facebook page because I have too many friends who love to go to the tanning bed and it was a hey, this is what you're doing to yourself, this is what could happen. And then one of my friends convinced me to make that post public and then I still don't know how it went viral, but it went viral like around the world viral. And I'm still seeing that post pop up and people will go, oh, hey, I saw it here and I saw it there. And it's really, really hard for me to look at those photos. I'm just to look, I mean, they're awful. They're just really, I, I look so wounded in them, but that's the reality. Skin cancer is not pretty. So since that initial diagnosis, how many have, do you still have a count of how many cancers you've had since then? I I actually have never made a tally, maybe because in the beginning I was like, oh, you know, one and done, which is exactly what I thought, which was a stupid thing to think. But then again, way back then, I didn't know much about skin cancer. I had that first surgery, and then I still went back to going to the beach and laying out. And then a couple of years later, I had another skin cancer surgery and that one was on my shoulder. And then I was like, wow, you know, this is, I, I better start paying more attention to this. So the second one, I had a few places removed. The one after that, I had a few places removed. In 2015, I had, I don't know, too many, 23, yeah, 23. I've had several since then. And I've never even counted the ones that were just frozen off. I just, I know some people keep track, but I haven't. I don't know why. Maybe because I don't really want to know. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> when you have an appointment or a procedure coming up, how do you handle the anxiety? It's not easy. You would think after all this time that, it would be no big deal, but still, even my six-month checkup causes anxiety. And that I will usually schedule first thing in the morning so I can get up, go to the appointment, and then I'm done. And I don't have to dread it all day. But if I have a procedure, like a, a excision to have something removed, I'm kind of at the doctor's mercy on when to schedule that. And the only thing I found that works for me is I'll be like, okay, and 12 hours from now, it'll be over, or this time tomorrow night, I'll be back home and it'll be done, or, you know, just looking into the future. I have to keep looking ahead. I cannot focus on what's coming up right away. Yeah, that makes sense. So how often do you have to see the dermatologist now? 
I'm still on the every six-month plan. I graduated from an every three-month plan, so that was a huge deal to me. But I go every six months, and a week ago I made my daughter go because even though she's seen everything I went through, she loved to go to the tanning bed. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness I finally convinced her that that was not good for her. She's 20. So I got her an appointment and made her go, and she had everything check out fine. She already has some sun damage, but the dermatologist said, you know, it's good you came in. Stop going to the tanning bed. Stop laying out without sunscreen. But people don't realize when they're young what they do to their skin, how much damage you can do in just a little time. And then as you get older, it shows up and it shows up and it shows up. And before you know it, you're having surgery after surgery and appointment after appointment and probably wishing you could go back and change what you did when you were younger. Yeah. Thinking about just that, that you wish you could change it, how how do you forgive yourself for your past behavior when you didn't know any better? Well, when I was younger, see, I And I think that might be part of the reason why I am so passionate about skin cancer awareness. Because when I was younger, when I was a kid, we really had no knowledge about sun protection and sun awareness. And we played outside all day long. We didn't have any sunscreen. I think it was SPF 2 and 4 was all that was pretty much available back then. And kids were out from sun up to sundown. And it was just a different time. And then when I was in school, I had these silver blankets and girls would lay out and put baby oil on. And then tanning beds were introduced as so much safer than being out in the sun, which we know now they weren't. But it was really growing up in a time of no information or little information. But now, and as I like to tell people, now we know better and now we could do better. Mm-hmm. We know what damage you're doing to your skin. We know that tanning beds are bad for you. We know you should use sunscreen, and there's really no excuse now. I kind of, I don't want to say I blame it on, but I know on my part, a lot of it when I was a kid was from not knowing better. And when I was an adult, that was just stupidity. And now I'm hoping to stop other people from making the same mistakes I made. Mm. What are your skincare practices like now, and what do you do to protect your skin from the sun? Um, every day is sunscreen, and my moisturizer and my makeup, they both have sunscreen in them. I make sure I'm not out in the, the hottest part of the day. I mean, I, I can't avoid the sun, and I have to tell people you can't avoid the sun completely, nor do most people want to, but you can be sun smart. You know, if you're going to be outside, wear sunscreen. I have a hat that I wear now. I used to think they were silly, but now I love them. I mean, I went to Talladega and was in the sun for five hours and did not get a sunburn because of sunscreen and my hat and just making sure I had my neck was covered, my face was shaded. And there are so many things you can do. There's sun protective clothing. You can try to stay in the shade. But just you just have to be smart about it. You know, don't go lay out on a beach for eight hours. You're going to burn. Do not go to the tanning bed at all. Reading what you and some of the other advocates have been writing, it's made me even more aware of my own sun practices. And I'm always like 
every day sunscreen and wearing my sun shirts and yeah so <laughs> it's working awesome. it's working yeah that's great I like to hear that and that's something that's actually been very rewarding is I have so many people who have messaged me on Facebook private messages and said after seeing your story I will never go to a tanning bed again or I now make sure I wear sunscreen or I'm not going to go lay out all day long like I used to and to me, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so you mentioned this a little bit, but um, I'm just going to ask it another way. Skin cancer is often not considered very serious in our society. And what do you wish people understood about it? I wish they understood that that is a very wrong perception because skin cancer can kill you. And it's skin cancer does kill people. People just don't take it seriously, and they need to because most skin cancer can be prevented. Not all of it, but most of it can. And if there was another type of cancer you knew that could be prevented, you would probably take it more seriously and make sure you didn't get that. But we just tend to blow off skin cancer like, oh, it's no big deal. Before we said our goodbyes, Judy shared what she's learned from her experience and wants others to know. Something that I tend to say a lot, and I just, I like to make people aware that having a tan is not worth dying for. Mm. It's just not worth it. I'd like to thank Judy Cloud for sharing her story. To read Judy's articles and join the conversation, visit skincancer.net. You can find other health communities at health-union.com. Subscribe to Living With at iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Living With. I'm Emily Downward.